0: It's like Reese's sex tape in here. (laughs) Yeah. That that that's a that's that's visual. Yeah. 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 I don't know.
1: He he, like we've got a we've got a just going to go over (laughs) 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 these.
2: note hello and welcome to the cold bow podcast uh, my name is jake as usual and i'm here with my cold bros uh, again chris isn't here with us but uh i know right what a douche <laughs> <laughs> but i'm here with my cold bros troy scott and reese
1: they're
3: all
2: Shut here today. hello guys
3: <laughs> <Hey>. it's scott
4: <laughs> troy here can't see me <laughs>
2: <Hey>. hello, hello. <laughs> Uh, right on.
4: I just
5: looked over at Jake, and he's got his phone underneath his balls. (laughs) He wants wants, (laughs) cancer.
2: I want cancer. Listen, listen. Kids suck. Okay, that was just something like I just. I put my phone under my balls, and then I say, "Tell everyone." Text me as much as <laughs> possible. just blow my phone up. <laughs> Listen, it's not for Everyone the cancer. Does it? That's that's where I everybody do it in puts my car. up when they drive. Yep, I everybody, put it there when I drive because they.
3: Honestly, honestly, I've done like I've started to like put it further up on my thigh, close to my you don't knee. Don't want the ball cancer because
5: I don't want ball cancer. My nephew might have that ball cancer.
2: Is that a thing?
3: Wow, I, I don't family. know. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know yeah. if it is. I'm just kind of paranoid that it might be.
5: Yeah. <laughs> so funny funny story. My nephew, right? You guys know, he came home from his mission. He might have testicular cancer. The doctor that he came here and saw said that he's quite certain it's not, but they're getting a second opinion because there's still some issues. And this doctor was like, oh, yeah, it's gone. The the growths aren't there, but my nephew can still fill them. So it's kind of weird. Anyway, we are walking out of his his homecoming yesterday. <laughs> And he's holding the door open for me, and I'm carrying the the baby carrier, and I just not thinking. I just gave him a little tap right to the testes, oh. and he's like, "Oh!" <laughs> he's like, "Dude, you're a terrible person." <laughs> I know, and he goes, "Hey, uh, take it easy, Uncle Reese." And I was like, "Oh, shoot,
2: sorry, buddy. I completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I forgot you have some growths down there." Ugh. Did you say I'm just trying to beat the cancer out of you?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I did tell him that I was just wanted to make him feel like he's still alive. Did,
2: did you go full on Bob Ross and go, beat the devil out of him? <laughs> just, just beat, beat the, devil the devil out of it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm telling him not to beat the devil out of it. Uh, he's not supposed to do that.
2: Oh, right, yep. right, right. Because it'll uh, give you warts on your hands and make him go blind. <laughs> make him <it> go blind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a masturbation. <laughs> um, cool. Well, here we are.
1: I love,
5: speaking. I of love roasting, our
3: bro, bro. Do you even segue? <laughs> <laughs> Some, so this last some, week, some, uh, like, <laughs> sometimes I think this dumbass
4: forgets how to breathe. <laughs>
2: <sighs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh okay. man. So this last week, <laughs> uh, actually, I've been uh, me and uh, and Reese and some of some friends of ours have actually gotten together and uh, started up uh, an old book club that we used to have. I think Scott used to be a part of it, but he's. S- too, He's good too good cool, too cool for school. Um, but that's cool. Most people are. Um, but yeah, we started doing this book club. We're reading um, American Gods. Yeah, that's uh, uh, by book. Neil Gaiman. I read that book about a year ago, and I'm super excited to get get into it again. Uh, have you read that book before? Ease?
5: No, but I watched some of the series. Now, it's
2: I haven't not... watched any of the series, so I can't attest for how kay. close it. So stays. I,
5: I have no idea. But I can say this. You guys know me, and you know my humor. You know that I'm pretty <laughs> foul most of the time. This is this show. It was on Stars, I think. Yeah. It I I I couldn't finish it. It was it was way too much.
2: <laughs> on the sexual side,
5: a woman's vagina opens up and eats a man, <laughs> like. That is definitely
2: in the book. <laughs> yeah, it's like second chapter. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, this was like in the first what? episode, and I was like, "What yeah, like, is going on?"
2: Like when you're reading it, you're the guy's talk. It's like going from the man's perspective, and, and he's talking about it, and you're like, Wait, what? who wrote this?" Neil, Neil Diamond, Diamond. Oh. and then the it, guy who did Stardust and Coraline. Stardust well, I, is. I great. thought you said Neil Diamond.
5: <laughs> 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 I'm like. Jewish Elvis wrote this. <laughs> uh, American
2: gods, the we name, come to America. The, the huh? name, of, the name of that specific <laughs> chapter was called "Sweet Caroline."
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could not <laughs> be argued <laughs> that Sweet, oh, Sweet Sweet there a, <laughs> if there was an American god, I mean.
5: It would he, be Neil diamond. That to this day stands up as like one of the best shows I've ever seen live. Like um, Neil Diamond was amazing. Yeah, I like, yeah, That, is that great. scene
2: in the book is well, knocking. And then futs. like a couple
5: episodes later, like yeah, I continue to watch because I was like, uh-huh. okay, maybe it's just this. Did they do
2: the genie part?
5: The yeah, yeah. The like the, the taxi driver, <laughs> the, the two men. What the hell
2: is happening? <laughs> <laughs>
5: There's these two dudes that decide to have sex, and then he like, the one guy is like a god or something, he's and a genie. He, he's a genie, and he basically.
2: When he blows, he be beca- it. Uh, it uh, <laughs> I was gonna phrase it a little differently.
5: When he finishes what he's doing, it like he ends up transferring, he transfers himself and his powers into the other guy, and that was actually the episode where I was like, "I'm out. I'm I'm good. I don't need this anymore."
2: Um. So if it sticks with the book, there's not much more like that. That's about the last mm. one. Oh, so I got all the nasty, <laughs> cool. and then you stopped. Hmm. Um, mm. Yeah, it's the weirdest Neil Diamond book I've ever read. Because Stardust you and Coraline. Think, Troy still, still thinks you're saying Neil Diamond. I'm looking Neil at his Diamond. face. <laughs> I know you're not, but I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> well,
5: let's just start calling him Neil Diamond just for effect.
2: So Stardust and Coraline, and then he did. He did. He did one. He he did one. He, he done did one. Called uh Norse mythology. Which I, is, I just finished oh, that one. Which it was is, good. It's really basically good. Uh, like a textbook or like just a storybook. There's no like over overall art oh, okay. to the book, it's just it's different kinda, it's Norse mytholo- like, mythological Sherlock stories. Holmes. Kind mm, is whole, is no, just it, it's just a whole bunch of stories. It's just like yeah, just it's like, like one off like each chapter is a is a contained story. Yeah, but, yeah. that's how Sherlock is. Yeah. yeah. But it but it's like this is this myth yeah, about okay. about Thor losing his hammer bam, this myth. And then he just, keep, he just goes along because there's not really a, like, he, he does, he does start, he does try
3: and be as chronological, chronological as possible. Yeah. Cause he tells the story of how the gods um, came to be. And then, and then kind of the stories of the gods, how they, how they progressed. And then he did Ragnarok yeah. at the end.
2: And, and like, th- there's a lot of, for Greek mythology, there's plenty of books telling all the different Greek myths. Ah, uh, but there's not one really for Norse mythology, unless you're going to read the prose Edda or the Poetic Edda. Which yeah, th- there's some is like all in, in Icelandic, yeah. and you can't really understand. And the, the it. The only
3: real English translations are like Old English in like the mm. 16th century. This is like, and, and he he literally translated the old like Icelandic texts. Um, he, didn't, and, he didn't he didn't he wow. didn't translate like the Old English into modern English. He translated like the
2: old icelandic ones and then he just told those stories yeah and uh so that so that a dumbass like myself can understand them and it is it was super fascinating yeah i like however that, that being said the this american gods is the mo- least neil gaimany book i've ever read like it's super weird and I'm so excited to read it again. I have a feeling that I'm going to like it better the second time than I did the first time.
5: I'm excited. But uh, speaking of Norse mythology, I just caught up with you and Chris, and I played... God of War.
2: Oh, oh. God. That, what a segue. Nice. Yes. Not, not even planned. We didn't plan that one. <laughs> that was fantastic. Really? We did? I, th- I thought you guys planned it.
1: Whole <laughs> nice. I see no, where this is going. <laughs> yeah. We didn't plan it, but I did.
3: And but it's it, so much worse now that we called attention to it. But it's, continue. it's true.
5: Meh. So, all right. So. God I, of War, though. Yeah, Great. So, so, I don't have a PlayStation. I have an Xbox. Right. Actually, and no, I just sold my Xbox.
4: Oh, you finally sold it. Nice. Yeah, I
5: sold it, Yeah. So, uh, I, my buddy, my best friend, Kyle, he was like, you got to play this game. And then you and Chris were like, you got to play this game. So over the span of about two weeks, I spent three nights at my buddy's house. Two of the nights, I actually just stayed the night. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I was there each night until 4 a.m. And that game blew my mind. Once, once the game starts, there are no load scenes. Like no, I'm not going to, it's one, it's, it's a one continuous the, the
2: camera. It's a oneer through the entire game.
5: It's amazing. Unreal. Uh, I, I know you and Chris already talked about it in a little short episode and everything. Right. So I don't want to go too far into it, but it like up to this point, like my favorite games, my favorite video games were like Mario 64 and metal gear solid, the, the latest one. Um and uh, the Last of Us, right? Mm-hmm. This one blew all those out of the water and Damn. then some for me. Like see, it wasn't even close.
4: See, I've played all of the God of War's except up to this one, and I love them all. And the whole series is one of my all time favorite series. So you guys talking about this is like killing me. It is because I don't have a PS. Very, very yeah. different
2: super no, different but still it's still very, very different good from the it doesn't other matter that it
4: is different it's just like just like Thor Ragnarok is different than the other movies it's still awesome oh, this, yeah. is, I mean, this is
5: how bad it was for me though i, I would play right and then I'd, I'd get up and you know go to work or <laughs> whatever uh and i wouldn't stop thinking about it because i hadn't <laughs> finished the story and my buddy was doing a really good job of not spoiling anything for me while i played and then he was like, he's the best. He just sat there and watched while I played. And we were talking. He was having just as much fun because he loves the story. But it was like a really good movie or a really great book where you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? Oh, my gosh. What's going to gonna happen? This is amazing. And that's the thing is, yes, the gameplay was so satisfying. When you're using the axe, we've talked about it. It's mm-hmm. it's so you get to throw it. It comes back to you just like Thor. And it's it's just incredible. But the story really just drives it home. It was And it's,
2: it's the story, but it's not plot-driven. It's mm. very much a character-driven character driven. G- story. And it is so good. The, char- the, the character building... Uh, and, and, and I don't want to get too lost yeah. in the weeds with this because we already, we already recorded uh, something about it. But seriously, it, 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 it it's mind-blowing.
5: It did a great job of making me love the sun and then hate the sun and then love the sun and then hate the sun. Like That's the kind of character the sun's
2: name. Coral,
4: Coral, Coral. So do you guys think Chris would let me come over and play that game? Absolutely.
5: Probably. Yeah. But I mean And I recommend it. But or like, you should talk, just talk to him. Staying up till four. I you mean, should just talk to him and see if you can borrow his PlayStation. For for seriously he should a week. Be here. Doub- that, yeah.
4: Doubt that. He should happen. be here talking to us about that. What a
1: dick.
2: Yeah. He's a jerk. <laughs> Guess who's off the podcast now? <laughs> Chris. We just gave his spot away. No he didn't.
1: No, he didn't.
5: I was gonna say Troy. <laughs> Guess who's off the podcast? Troy. Troy, Troy, yeah. Hey, well,
1: yeah, well. What are you gonna do? <laughs> See you guys. Bye.
5: Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. I, I just finished that and it was wow. uh, it was great.
4: Cool, yeah. So I uh I've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh god, love that show! It's a oh, yeah. show. It's so good. I, I've been I've been really busy with work and all that stuff, and I'll I'll stop complaining about it. But in the meantime, I get to binge watch some shows when I get a break, and and uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I never really watched it because. I and mean, whatever for whatever reason right but uh it Terry's the best it's a funny show i love Terry is the best terry
3: jeffords yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude, dude every character really rounds that show out it, it they does. really do
4: it, it, it's it's very well balanced and and uh, andy samberg's character is he's hilarious well well honestly like he road. would
3: like fit in in this
5: podcast like
3: his his yes. undying love for like this the, like cheesy 80 80s movies is
5: yeah. like he really he I, Hey, I andy had, samberg I you need to come be on our podcast
2: yeah. now. Why now not, know, bro?
4: Come on. I know NBC picked it back up, but why the hell did Fox cancel
3: that show?
2: Losing I know it's ratings. all about ratings. Because I it's get Fox, that. and Fox cancels every good
3: show. I
1: know, show. but Fox—it's is- like
3: pure ratings. It doesn't matter quality. Like right. ratings start to dip, they
4: drop it right and i know and it. i know it's this big huge thing that fox cancels amazing shows because they fox does a really good job, job at starting great shows and then for some weird reason they cancel them but
2: rest of development
4: rest development Firefly, about that last time. Firefly. Uh, yeah like all of these great shows i mean they even canceled family guy you know what i mean i'm surprised Surprise. yeah i'm surprised they never canceled simpsons yeah right because they're that stupid at the canceling yeah. their shows so but that's that's what i'm saying is it's like the the fact that they canceled that show is just mind-boggling to me. Cause I know like it probably loses some of its luster in as seasons go on, just like most shows do. And it lost some ratings, just like most shows the, do. The, the hard
2: part a- about it is that is Netflix has changed everything. Sure. It's That's- changed the way people consume television shows to the point where People, myself included, we'll wait. we I wait until yep. it comes up on Netflix, and yep. then I can binge yep. the That's show. What I, do. Yeah. I was
5: about to and, say the exact same
4: thing. And
2: so it, it's changed. And so unless it's uh, a show
4: I really like, like Game of Thrones,
2: right? There's a good right. show that comes up, like Brooklyn Nine Nine. Everybody watches it for the first couple seasons, and then once it gets a good. A good audience everybody just waits until they can binge it because they can't wait a week in between Well, here's, episodes. here's the difference okay yeah.
5: yeah. so i will wait a week for a game <laughs> of thrones episode i'll wait a week for a silicon valley episode i'll wait a week for a billions episode because there's a story and it's a continuation of the story right. it's building on each other Sitcoms Brooklyn are very different very different it right. doesn't do that right. so once like you said once that that luster kind of wears off there's no point. Like, why am I waiting a week just to have a little laugh? I, I did.
3: I, I, I've watched it yeah, since Yeah, and, and some people do, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. Like, show. Show. Well, well, do you know what, because of Netflix, to, but because um, of being able to binge things. Which, to, to argue your point a little bit with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I can, I can, coming to it as a fan, I can kind of see why they decided to. Because, one, the ratings dropped. And, two, um, the sexual tension is gone. Yeah, um, yeah. That, like, you can only they, play. They, that they, so they, they, they're married. What's her name? Yeah, you, like, you can, It's it, yeah. That kind of died, and so that was kind of the main spoiler. Plot bro, point. They get married.
5: Yeah, I'm just well because it's like, uh, did, did anybody watch the show Suits? No.
3: There it's right. kind of like when yes. Jim and Pam get I mean, married no. or finally get together. <laughs> right. It's like yeah. that sexual tension. You have to away. move yeah, on I mean, from that, and I don't know. How, I don't know if there is something, something else. I don't know if they're building another storyline so, big so, enough to, to take but, over.
5: Suits did it really well, where the, the they get married finally. So yeah. what do they do when they're or they're, excuse me, they're getting married, uh, and. Uh, they're, they're together that tension is gone so what do they do is they take the main character and they basically they put him in prison so now they've got to go around that
4: uh, so I, I'm not sure how good of a comedic writer Adney samberg is but he's a great comedian he's great at delivery. he's a really good his writer. delivery is amazing did you guys ever see the uh, when he they did the roast of uh, oh man what's his name the guy that um the guy that was uh, uh, Harry Osborne in um in Spider-Man, uh, yeah. oh James Franco. Dave, James Franco, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I almost said Dave Franco, that's his brother, but James Franco. Um, Andy Samberg did a roast. He's on great, him, and it's
5: hilarious. Is the funniest one. Have you heard him and- speak at like Harvard? At the graduation, uh-uh. you need to go listen to that okay. on YouTube. It's amazing. Oh, well, I've, I've seen it. It's yeah. really, yeah. good. yeah, it's really good.
4: But yeah. the way that the way that Andy Samberg does it is he just roasts himself the whole time. It's yeah. funny. If yeah. you guys haven't seen it, it's no, funny. It's just look really up good. Andy I've Samberg roasts uh, James Franco, and it's it's it's, really it's very cool. much Andy Samberg. But he's he's a great comedian. He has that one little niche that he kind of you know that hot rod dumb kind of guy. It's he his, can't really get out of that, but it, it's his thing and it's funny.
5: It's his laugh that does it for me when yeah. he just goes.
2: Hah!
1: <laughs> so so so
2: who's a, who's the funnier character? The combination of Scully and Hitchcock, or or Charles?
4: Ooh, I like Charles. Oh, Charles! Charles. He's Dude. the best friend everybody wants. Charles, to Charles Dude, is great. Honestly,
2: my favorite moment in the whole show is when they're doing the training in the in the building, and uh, and what's her what's her name? Is it Rosa that that uses the sound? Oh, the, yeah. the sound thing that, that causes pain, uh-huh. and she hits Charles, and he's like,
1: ah, "Why is this happening
2: to me?" <laughs> he's flying on the floor because he has no idea what's going on. All he knows I... is it's causing him pain, or, so.
4: <laughs> or he's trying to distract uh, Gina, and he gets uh, he gets he has cockroaches come out of his pant leg. <laughs> Why what? would you have cockroaches?
5: <laughs> what is what is that actor's name?
2: Oh, Jolo uh, Truglio. Yeah, okay. Truglio?
4: Truglio or yeah,
5: something. So yeah, yeah. he's he was in uh, I Love You, Man. Right here you, we go,
1: uh, Galaxy. Here we go. Give it all you got. Give it all you got. I gotta
5: see that again. He's oh, like the personal trainer that speaks really, really high sometimes, and his
2: voice cracks every time. Give it all you got. Give it all you.
5: Got. I gotta see that again. He's, he's, he's a, hilarious. Scotty I feel like will appreciate. that's not gonna be really good on the podcast, <laughs> me doing that, but Scot- I'm laughing really Scotty hard. Scotty
2: will appreciate this. He's a huge LA Galaxy fan, and what, he tries... What, what movie? I Love You, Man.
3: Love oh, yeah, I've seen it. And he tries it's to get... He
2: gets him to go to the Galaxy game. Hey! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's clapping his
2: hands and he's like, sit down, you idiot. Yeah. He's great. He's it's also fantastic. in another
5: movie with Paul Rudd where he shows his wiener off a bunch. Ugh. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird that he's that kind of actor where he's just like, whatever it takes, I'll do it. What he's pretty great. Do? He's yeah. funny. He's pretty
4: great. I've when liked him when, basically. When he grows the goatee and they force to shave it off and he's like, no, and it gets really high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Sorry. Go on. Dude. Carry on.
3: <clears throat> it's a good show. Um, Hitchcock and Scully are very good. Oh they're my so gosh, good, so they are hilarious! The
2: way
5: they just oh. the the two old fat guys, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they, they're disgusting. They, they pretend
4: hilarious. to be d- bad detectives so they don't have to be put on cases, but they're actually really good detectives.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, All right, ways. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see. Our last uh, last week we did uh, that. Uh, run runny run run, uh, runny movie, run. run That's runny terrible run. movie thanks troy <laughs> um, you're welcome <laughs> but that i i think that 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 kind of segues into this week we're talking about comedians and and stand-up comedy and and that, that stuff and i think this has been i know it's my segment and that i'm the one that brought it up so it's kind of self-serving for me to say this but it's been my favorite one to research.
4: The research on this one has been a lot
2: of fun. Oh, uh, I think it's one of the funnest ones. It's just nothing but watching comedy specials. (laughs) And
4: and my wife wanted to watch it with me. So just, you know, when we put the girls to bed, you know, and then we're like, okay, well, who are we watching next? Oh, let me look on the list. Oh, we're watching George Carlin. Great. You know, it's been fun. It's been awesome. Seeing like, and that's the problem is like, and Chris isn't here, and he's an idiot. He is an idiot, <laughs> absolute idiot. I, what I know Chris dump.
5: Let's just have a minute where we just dump on Chris really fast. He is so stupid. I, I mean, can't even get over it. Can
2: you think? Can you think of a person with a bigger, uglier head? Troy,
1: Come on. <laughs> I'm right here, dude. Come on. I know this.
2: This is a this is this is what we do. We find a way to we find a way to Troy. bring it all back to Troy, even even if it's, we're talking about Chris. Well, so this is,
5: this is I, I, one of the struggles that I had in getting ready for this is a lot. There is a lot of stand up out there. A lot of what's considered to be the really great stand up. Usually tends to have really foul language or t- tends to be pretty right. crass, right? right. Yeah. yeah, blue that's, comedy to, that, yeah, as it would be called. That tends to be the real mainstream. What what yep. we're yep. really familiar with. My wife won't watch that with me. I, right. I'm
3: in the same boat.
5: Yeah, so I had a hard time. I had to find times where I could be alone to watch some of this stuff. Uh, so see, I see
2: that's where it's real nice to be single and not have anyone tying me down. Yeah, I can just sit in my house and watch comedy and. <laughs> Cry Dude, what
4: the? and <laughs> all I want and, and sleep in your race and car. What the sleep f- in my race, race car. car? I don't know what the <laughs> you're talking about. My wife watches all the <laughs> with me and she loves it. She loves it more than I do.
5: I so my wife did hear. Uh, I was listening to some Tom Segura, and she did hear. His bit about child or children telling stories and how they tell <laughs> oh, stories. That? That is good. That's and, good. Bit. And we were laughing really, really hard that's because it's so accurate. But
2: yeah, they get I was, that they get that look on their face, like what? Yeah. that's a good story. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to find more I, of those. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny. I
4: actually, I actually have. A bit, I was watching a bunch, and I have a bit from from um, Eddie Murphy that's very similar to that about how kids like make fun of each other. Oh. So if you guys want to see it, I have it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd love yeah, to hear it, yeah.
4: We're gonna we're gonna play a clip from uh, from Eddie Murphy. Um, this is actually on Netflix, um, so if you have a Netflix account, which if you don't, what the hell? Um, but <laughs> yeah, get anyway, with it. here it is. What are you, anyway. a terrorist?
1: Can't do
0: that. If you are hear ice cream truck, do they have the ice cream man around here? They have Mr. Softy Ice Cream. Remember when the ice cream man used to come to town when you was little, and no matter what you was doing, you would stop and lose your mind. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about the ice cream truck that made kids lose it.
4: Which is still true to this and day. They can I, they
0: don't hear their mother calling them, but they hear that motherfucking ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> and no matter what was going on, the ice cream man came and stopped. You'd be getting some marbles and you'd hear.
4: Ice cream! <laughs> ice cream! The ice cream
1: man
0: is coming! The ice cream man is coming! <laughs> <laughs> the ice cream man is coming. <laughs> then your mother come to the window and be throwing chains. You saying, get your father a toasted almond bar? And get your brother ice in and get yourself vanilla cone. and bring back my chain. And you catch all that and run down the street, top speed. Chasing the ice cream truck going ice cream. <laughs> ice cream man always drove extra block though. And I know he's seen us. And <laughs> but I think he just be in the car with his friends and say, watch make how fast I make these mother <laughs> you be behind him doing 50 grand, ice cream! <laughs> Stop, you be all went out of Winston. Uh, uh, ice cream man, ice cream man. Uh, can I have this? I want this over here and a, a toast on by my father and give me this ice cream over here and vanilla cone. Thank you ice cream man. Thank you, thank you ice cream man. Thank you. And you get your ice cream. I get my ice cream. I remember I would get my ice cream and I didn't eat it. I sang for a little while, you know. You know how kids are having fun. I have some ice cream I have some ice cream I have some ice cream And I'm gonna eat it all I'm gonna eat it all of. My my kids yeah, do this exact thing all Ice cream I'm gonna eat all of My ice cream Ice cream, ice cream. No, there be one kid on the side didn't get no ice cream. And kids don't care. They go, you don't have no ice <laughs> You didn't get no. You didn't get no. You didn't get no. You didn't get no. Cause you are on the well set. <laughs> you can't afford
6: it.
0: You can't afford it. Other kids join in. You can't afford it. You can't afford it. And his father is a alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> you want to eat some dark. of my ice cream, but want to lick? Psych. <laughs> you want some mine. I want
1: you
0: eat all of my ice cream. You cannot have some. You can't. You dropped your ice cream.
1: <laughs> I,
5: I literally have a memory of getting uh, the the big pops from the ice cream man, and my buddy dropped his. We were out in his sand pile, and he dropped his in the sand. And he still ate it, <laughs> and that that has stayed with me my entire life. <laughs>
4: well, that the, that was Eddie Murphy from Delirious on Netflix. So
2: yeah. the, the ice cream man in our neighborhood used to, you remember this Scott? He used to pull the dry ice out and like juggle it in his hands. And Dude, he's oh, an yeah. old Vietnam vet, and he was just a psychopath. He <laughs> was a he was a crazy person. I, Dude, I remember I him giving go. us
3: like a handful. I don't know why of uh, the of fake the, cigarettes, the, the cigarette, cigarette gum. gum. And like we we only had like a couple nickels, but he gave us like a dollars worth. Yeah, I was was
2: half
5: expecting that to get like super dark, and like you like have like a flashback of that time the ice cream man did something to you. Uh, Well, no, it's
3: even creepier than like like we we lived like in a the right behind us was was it the house in Currents? Yeah, 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 the one where Kmart was right behind us. So we had this alley behind Mm -hmm. us, and he was parked under a tree in the alley. And, like, we hopped the wall and, and like, jumped Dude. down and asked for some ice cream. That's uh, shady as Super shady. Dude. <laughs> I think he's just, like, on break, he find, found some shade. Yeah, he I just know. found some... Yeah, But, it, but that, that's when he, like, pulled out the the, hot, the, dr- the dry, dry ice, ice and he's, like, and he's, like juggling, juggling it
2: between his hands. And we're like, oh, that's super cool. We go back in. Mom, Dad, look, guess what the ice cream man did. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? That, that was back during a free-range parenting. Yeah, 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 that was nice. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. It was nuts. Um... So, the comedy stand-up comedy is an interesting beast. It's such a it's such an interesting way of of entertaining people because there's different types of stand-up. comedy. That's kind of what I wanted
3: to get into. Is, I love is how the, there's is a genre. Difference. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, People are just so different.
2: You, well, it, it, like there's straight up genres. There's yeah. like s- there's the the setup and uh, punchline. Setup punchline, setup punchline. Just set like a traditional punchline. joke. Traditional jokes. Um, stand up traditionally, the setup punchline is a little more extravagant with their setups and punchlines. Right. Um, mm-hmm. r- modern comedians who are so good at the setup punchline is Tom Segura. Yeah. That guy is. Ma- his setups are so masterful. But he does
5: it, everything through story. Everything that he does now, is he a story. also
2: does he also gets that's into, another genre. So there's, yeah. there's like there's cross the cross genre story, the genres. storytelling comics that just tell stories and the the greatest one of the greatest storytelling specials I've ever seen is called I'm Brent Morin. And do you remember, I I think Scotty and were you there, Troy? It was Uh, one big story. And he just told one story about seeing his ex-girlfriend at a party and he would go on tangents throughout the story and it lasted for over an hour as he, and it was a stupid short little story of him seeing his ex-girlfriend at a party, but the amount of tangents he went on and Brent Morin and his storytelling was so, it was so good.
3: And it's um, arguably one of the hardest because you have to in your storytelling you have to say uh, you have to say a punchline every like ten uh, seconds or something. ten to fifteen right. you seconds keep them in
2: there yeah because people people lose their interest just like when you're anyone's telling a story yeah. people start losing their interest into the story With but me, it's when but like three
5: seconds everybody loses interest
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> But when you're up on stage, <laughs> when you're up on stage, everybody's expecting punchlines. So yeah, every 10 to 15 seconds, you have to have a punchline to really keep people's interest. And that's where Tom Segura is really good. Brent Morin is really good. There's some really cool well, stuff. that you
5: Well, that was just, a, that's interesting because like um, Kevin Smith, not a stand-up comedian. He's a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He, he writes and directs mm-hmm. films, right? Produces right, right. stuff. But if you go on YouTube, watch some of his... Um, Q and A's, some of yeah. his panels that he's on, and that's what he does is he tells these stories, and they are hilarious,
2: absolutely brilliant, and, and,
5: and they're they're amazing, and it, you're thinking, is this guy a stand up comedian? Because this is some of the funniest stuff I've ever heard. Yeah. Can you? His, he he told he tells a story about meeting Prince, and he made a documentary for Prince and was making all this stuff for him, and the story it's probably like a twenty minute story is amazing. You are completely engrossed in the story and you're laughing so much. Guy's not a comic. It's it's, it's interesting it's that
4: crazy. that's... Can you yeah. imagine how hard it has to be? Not only do you, like, do you have to write funny, engaging content, but then also you have to deliver it and the delivery of the comedy is is a whole other beast altogether. I
2: think delivery is probably 80%. Yeah. yeah.
4: And then on top of that, you have to deliver it in front of hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands if you're that big. Yeah. In, uh, that many people and keep them engaged and laughing and wanting to... Come back to your yeah, I, like, like props to any comedian. Who, I think who uh, can even just get on a stage and do that, yeah. even if they're not funny. Props to them for for trying. I, I think I, mean? I think a
3: lot of it is like the context of being in a it, like sitting down watching a comic. You're expected you're expecting to laugh, and so that helps a little bit.
5: Yeah, but I I think that that could also play on the other side of that coin. Like uh Brian Regan comes out in one of his specials. He comes out and he says. Uh, you got some jokes for us, all right? Go ahead, tell us some jokes, joke man. <laughs> that's kind of the the that's the pressure. Yeah, right. I have come, and you are going to make me laugh. You know, so I'm expecting it. And it's kinda like what
2: And if you bomb, then people are pissed because they expect be right. money. Hicked. Right. right. Yeah. 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 And and most comedians are like
3: good people are like I want to give these people a good night out. They they, they, they got babysitters. They paid
4: Dave they paid Cha- to get in. Dave Chappelle tells a story in one of his bits about how before he kind of disappeared for a while, he was he gave a um, he gave a show in Detroit, I think, and he got super high before the show. He he was uh and uh and the audience was pissed. They demanded yeah. their money back and he was like, Screw you guys nope. you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and he was booed off stage and all and you know, all that and, and uh that was kind of the beginning of his kind of decline. It's a good thing
5: he kinda of came back from it. But Right. Well that's but, the that's the thing. Like being a comic, I, I can't imagine how hard that is because you're going you're playing in different cities, different yeah. different types of people, yeah. different demographics And based it's on how big day, you are, night people night have out, different expectations. Gabriel Iglesias Right, Uh-huh. Uh, fluffy.
2: Talking about super comedy yeah, comedians.
5: Yeah, he is. Like, he's amazing, yep. and he's so funny too. Yeah. the voices, the sound Building effects. Stadiums. Like, he's so like good. he's. Well, he, I was listening to him on uh, the uh, I Am Rapaport Stereo Podcast the other day. Sure. Um, and, and he, he talked about, you know, he was playing um in Michigan, and he just mentioned, just he wasn't even thinking about it. He was just mentioning that previously he had been. In Ohio at a like an you know, like a Buckeyes game or something like that, or I don't remember exactly right. what. He got booed off stage because of the just because of the rivalry between the Wolverines and the Buckeyes of Michigan and Ohio. Oh, yeah. He made one reference, not even like saying that he likes them, he just mentioned he just Ohio mentioned that he was there and he got booed off stage. Wow. That's wild.
4: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You got it, you have to always consider your audience, obviously, but I mean,
2: damn. Crazy you got different types of comedy. Like we said, there's different genres of comedy. You have like observational comedy, which Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld is the he's the pro. He's, he's so the, good. Yeah, he, he's the end all be all of observational comedy. Yeah. But you got guys like Hannibal Burris who is super funny but he's really good at that at that observational well observational even the, like
5: bill burr is observational bill, ba- bill burr mm-hmm. is another sure. one sure. um but i feel like i feel like bill burr is more of like the behavioral
2: yeah but a lot like, of his stuff is observational like
5: yeah it's observational but like where where i where i kind of start to draw a line or see the difference is, like jerry seinfeld looks at minute things and he makes a whole joke around like how people hold their toothbrush, you know yeah right. <laughs> and, and and Bill Burr makes observational jokes about women who like say cu- that being a mother, yeah, yeah, being a mother is the hardest job on the planet right you know so so did,
2: yeah, sure, I see you there you got confessional comedy, uh which Kevin Hart uh, Kevin Hart, uh, Mike Berbiglia yeah. is one of those. I like Mike. And Mike Berbiglia, <laughs> he's really funny. <laughs> Thank God for jokes is one of <laughs> <Yeah>. the funniest <laughs> specials. It's so good. I love that one. Uh, Tracy Morgan is another uh, confessional mm-hmm. comedian. You have yeah, and then you have like a lot of unconventional types like, and obviously Mitch Hedberg is the
5: bit, he's the king
2: the king, the, the of, king unconventional. of unconventional. Like there's just yeah. some um, uh,
4: so talking about uh, Mitch Hedberg is my honorable mention right. for for tonight and so since we're on him I'd just like to bring him up sure um, when when my wife and I were watching Mitch we we were kind of like surprised because like I had heard some of his jokes before and laughed whatever but I, had, I I don't think I'd ever actually watched him on stage and he was he was looking down he had sunglasses on he has long hair is covering his face and it looked like he was reading his jokes and he
5: probably was <laughs> well and, and my
4: wife and I were like what's up with this dude? We're like, he's not like the jokes are funny. Yeah. But his delivery is, is iffy, you know? And so we, uh, we paused it for a second. We looked him up and we realized Mitch had like almost crippling stage fright, stage yeah. anxiety. Like yeah. he could not, that's why he wore sunglasses. Why is he, why he looked because Why like, he
5: drank and did
4: drugs. Exactly, before he went on stage. exactly. Because he could not bear to be in front of the audience, but
5: he still did it. Which, ultimately that's why he's dead.
4: Yeah. But so, but the whole aspect that like it was, crippling stage fright if you will yeah. but he still went up and, and and uh and did it
5: gave me a lot of respect for him he was amazing <clears throat> and he's funny um so so funny but uh, but in a really dumb way like that's the thing is some of the jokes that he tells are so unbelievable. dumb but, but, but it's dumb.
3: the fe- it's the uh the one after the other after yeah fe- it, you they know, just it keep they, they up race. until it's like it oh. just
5: it kills me
3: yep it's that one liners one after the other that kills you yeah, mid- he he doesn't he doesn't
4: tell stories, but because he's my honorable mention, I I do have a another clip. Let's let's hear it. All right, so this is uh, this is Mitch Hedberg in 2004, um, so. just before he died.
0: Yeah, so uh, Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, I like to wear this pass because it helps me know when I'm upside down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I was getting my teeth whitened, but then I said. Forget that, I'll just get a 10 instead. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a billboard. It said, estimated at Lotto Jackpot, 55 million. See, I didn't know that was estimated. That would suck if you want to go, oh, we were off by two zeros. (laughs) (laughs) We estimate that you are angry. I like rice. Rice is great when you're hungry and you want 2000 of something. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a commercial on late night TV, it said, Forget everything you know about slipcovers. So I did. <laughs> and it was a load off my mind. See, and this is a then form of observational comedy. Slip covers, but I didn't know what the hell they were. <laughs> you guys are cool, man. Canada is all right. I like the American Canadian border because if you're walking along the border with a friend and you push your friend into Canada, he can't push you back right away because first he has to go through customs. <laughs> <laughs> what brings you to Canada, Dad? <laughs> when you leave it, when I regain my equilibrium. <laughs> I went to the doctor, all he did was suck blood from my neck. Do not go see Dr. Acula. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Scholl makes foot products. And he's a doctor, so he went to school for a long time. But it doesn't take a lot to figure out that stepping on a cushion will be more comfortable. (laughs) That guy wasted lots of time at school. Because I'd have bought that from a Mr. (laughs) Scholl.
5: <laughs> from a Mister Show, it's so good,
1: I love it.
0: So,
4: i, I like, just it, knowing that he has that 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 stage anxiety and everything, just I don't know, it, it gave me a lot of respect yeah. for him. But he's funny, is you know, is.
2: But, but those is- those are very much set up punchline, set up punchline, yeah. set up punch. But it's so odd, and it's so quick. Mm-hmm. That you're you miss the next you miss the setup for the next yeah. joke because you're laughing exactly. at the last one,
5: and it is observational too. Yeah, Everything yeah, that he every joke that he told was yeah. something that he observed and decided to make a
2: joke. And, out and of it. One thing, one thing that
4: he did a lot as well is when he told a joke that went flat, he would call it out, yeah, and it, or in some way be like, Oh, that one wasn't you know, that yeah, wasn't very like funny, that one, or that one was funnier over here, you know, like he'd call it out to it, and the way he'd call it out to it would make people laugh as well. There was, there so. was right. one
5: joke that I heard him say where he I don't remember the exact joke. But he, he, he just mentioned something and then he goes, I don't have a joke about that. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Like, well, that was one well, of the do, best do jokes we, that he dropped. I think that,
3: that brings up, like, he really lets his uh, jokes and content speak for itself because his delivery is. It's the same it, on every joke. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's not the greatest delivery, no. but his jokes land. Yeah. So it, it's, it's like it's he just lets the unique. content. Speak for itself.
4: His favorite joke of mine was, uh, I'm against picketing, but I don't know how to express it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's very uh, poignant in today's climate. Rest in peace, Mitch Hedberg. He's my honorable mention. So. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Find him. Find him. Cool. him. Go out. Get He's on amazing. YouTube. Yeah. Do what you need to do. Go find Mitch Hedberg. He
4: spent
5: a lot of time watching it.
2: Oh,
4: it's and, and, so great. And his, his his death was tragic. He was actually in a lot of, in quite a few movies too. He's in uh, Lords of Dogtown. Um, mm-hmm. He was in a, a bunch of other movies. But uh, people, he, he kind of got a bit of, bit of a cult following and stuff. And people said he was the next Jerry Seinfeld. So was, his death was really tragic in that way as well. So right because who knows what it'd be where you know, how big it'd be right now. You know
5: what I mean. Right. One of the one of the styles that I tend to gravitate towards a lot uh, is is what they're, they, they they call rambling, <laughs> Whim, whimsical whimsical monologues, um, sure. and uh, my honorable mention for, for is this style is Eddie Izzard. Uh, uh, Eddie Izzard. <laughs> Eddie Izzard is an interesting fellow. He's he's British. Um, he's a transvestite. Interesting. Cross dresses. Uh, he's, he's been very open about all of this, that he's, he's straight. Um, he's, he likes, he he says that he's a woman, he's a woman in a man's body. Um, that but, or sorry, a lesbian in a man's body. Um, hmm. and he's, he's like mostly man with just one part woman. So like, you'll see him, it's funny. Cause you'll see him on stage and he might be dressed as a man. And then the next time he's in high heels and sequins and, uh, he's in. He's been in a bunch of movies too. Uh, he was yeah. in uh, Oceans Twelve. Um,
2: he was uh, Mr. Kite in Across the Universe. Yes, yes, he was. For the benefit um, of Mr. Kite, <laughs> he and he played that role. Is amazing. Oh well, he's a really good
5: actor. If you watched uh, the the television series Hannibal, he's okay. he's in Hannibal, and he's a killer.
2: That was a creepy. That TV was yeah, an amazing I love series. That show. I loved it. I was I really sad that, that it got cancelled. Well, um, I mean. Yeah well i can understand why i
0: can't i can too
4: it kind of got pretty dumb there but it was really good
5: first two seasons the thing that that just gets me with him is he's just who was he in
4: hannibal sorry
5: uh he was the uh the guy that he was a killer that they were um they were i can't remember his name and okay it's it's not
1: important Go okay sorry
5: anyway um Chris is stupid. I Chris is stupid. <laughs> Gosh, freaking what jerk. A dick. <laughs> I can't believe him. Um, the the thing with Eddie Izzard that, that really cracks me up is is um, he says that he got his kind of start with comedy from watching Monty Python, and then now in t- today, if you listen to his comedy, it's very Monty Python. And um, John Cleese has come out and said that he's the he's the missing Python. <laughs> um, like he is the the missing character to Monty Python. Like he is that that prolific of a comedian. And I have a I have a little a little clip that I want you guys to listen to uh, and watch with me. Um, this is uh, Eddie Izzard kind of just rambling about Star Wars, and it's freaking great.
7: Yes, yes, yes. So, Star Wars, I mean, they're the Death Star. Death Star is a very, almost like a New York name. The Death Star. It gets to the point. What's that star? It's the Death Star. What does it do? It does death. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it
7: does death, buddy. <laughs> Get out of my way. you with your centiliters and your milliliters. <laughs> and your f- combine harvesters. Sporadic love. That was... Uh, it was it's like I've gone in and removed some of your entrails, <laughs> ish, you know. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but the Death Star, the one thing about the Death Star is that there was no food. No one had food at all. No food at all. No one had... No, no one said, hey, Darth Vader, uh, Emperor, just nipping down to Alpha Beta 9, what do you want, a couple of sarnies, um, chicken, ham, ham, chicken, egg, what, uh, Coke, dark Coke, what do you want? What do you want? You weird bleeders. <laughs> but there must have been a Death Star canteen, yeah? There must have been a, a cafeteria downstairs In between battles Where Darth Vader could just chill and go down I will have the penne a la arrabbiata <laughs> <laughs> You'll need a tray Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? This is not a game of who the f*** are you
1: <laughs>
7: I am Vader Darth Vader Lord Vader I can kill you with a single thought. Well, you'll still need a tray. (laughs) No, I will not need a tray. I do not need a tray to kill you. I can kill you without a tray, with the power of the force which is strong within me, even though I could kill you with a tray if I so wished, For I would hack at your neck with the thin bit until the blood flowed across the (laughs) canteen. So the food is hot. You'll need a tray to put the food on. Oh I see the food is hot. I'm sorry, I I did not <laughs> 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 oh, f- yes. I thought you were challenging me to the fight to the death. Fight to the death? Uh, this is a canteen, I work here. Yes, but I am Vader. I am Lord Vader. Everyone challenges me to a fight to the death. Lord Va- Darth Vader, I'm Darth Vader, Lord Veda. Vader, Sir Lord Darth Vader, Lord Darth Veda. Lord Vader of Chim? Lord Baron Von Vaderham, (laughs) the Death Star. I run the Death Star. What's the Death Star? This is the Death Star. You're in the Death Star. I run this star. This is a star. This is a star. I run it. I'm your boss. You're Mr. Stevens. (laughs) (laughs) Who is Mr. Stevens? He's head of catering. I'm not head of catering. (laughs) I am Vader. I can kill catering with a thought. What? I can kill you all. What? I can kill me with a thought. Just, fu- I'll get a tray. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Dude
3: that, that was Monty Python. Right? Yes, yeah. it's very that Monty, was Python. Monty Python. I'm thinking
7: the the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> this one is wet, this and he's not even done. This one is wet. 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 Did you dry these in a rainforest? Why? With the power of the Death Star, do we not have a tray that is dry? I do not. No, no, no. I was here first. You have to form a queue if you want food. Uh, can I have, uh, oh, Penny Arabiata, that'd be very nice. No, 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 do, do you know who I am? That's Jeff Vader, that is. I am not Jeff Vader, I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, I'm Jeff Vader runs the Death Star? No, Jeff, no, I run the Death Star. you Jeff Vader? No, I'm Darth Vader. Are you his brother? Can you get his autograph? I can't get it. no, I'm Jeff, all right, I'm Jeff Vader. I'm Jeff Vader. <laughs> can I have your autograph? No, fuck off. Or I'll kill you with a tray. Give me penne alla Arabiata, or you shall die, and you and everyone in this canteen, death by tray it shall be. Woo-hoo. Do you want peas with that? Peas? You don't have peas. You can't put it red with. You can't put. Doesn't work with penne. You don't put unless you push them up the penne tubes, and then it'd be weird. <laughs> Just <laughs> oh, all right, put some peas. <laughs> 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 that was that was very much. Uh, it's so Python.
5: Monty Python, and he's just rambling, and he does these like little solo pantomimes. And I
2: felt like I was watching uh, the Holy Grail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Like,
5: yeah. And that's what's so great about it. Like, if he has so many specials, and and he's done a lot outside of comedy, and he's like running for parliament or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's that's what I love about his comedy is that it, it feels very much like Monty Python, but it's very much his. Like, yeah. it's it's yeah. his own. But it's just that. He just talks about whatever he wants to talk about, and he rambles, and it's just brilliant. It just comes along, and you're just laughing so and,
3: but, but do you know what's, like, um, the more I listen to, like, <clears throat> podcasts with comedians or or any interviews, like, it may seem random... But there's so much planning oh, that goes absolutely. behind it, like, like, and and that's the like the um, storytelling comedians that, and um, they, they make the, the really good ones make it seem like they stumbled upon the joke on stage. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. but it is like so like precisely planned and honed over like a year of of uh, of. Traveling, just trying and, it out. Yep, and and just honing it in show by show every week. So, so speaking of uh, of Monty Python,
4: um, and also Chris, who is not here, he was a dick. Yeah. Gosh, what a, anyway, he uh, we were talking a little bit before uh, before recording and stuff, and and he did tell me that. Um, one comedian, he, I don't know if it was his goat or one he wanted to I think to he told me it was him. his goat. It was John Cleese, right? Yep. And if we got it wrong, it's his fault for not being here. So yeah, it's true. The
2: dick. But, um, John Cleese good, is hilarious. That's a good choice. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was John Cleese does do some stand up, but it's almost impossible to yeah. find. But, uh, his film work
4: speaks yeah. for itself, obviously. Yeah. He's so funny. So, yeah. So, so speaking of Chris, who's not here, and also, well, well, Python, um, that, was his, that was his choice.
3: So. I mean, uh, Jake, you just mentioned something that, um, the film work that that when we first decided this, it really uh, my because my, my first re- reaction was Steve Martin, right? Um, but I, I later realized it wasn't for his stand up, it was for his his films, his which film. and and so I, I kind of wanted to be pure to the to the topic. And
2: speaking of uh, unconventional comedy, yeah, Steve he, Martin's like super, yeah, he was one of the, the first
3: absurdist uh, prop, not probably not the first, but like, I mean, he's the first huge one yeah like he he was one of the first comedians to like sell stadiums
2: yeah yeah he was huge yeah and, and it was like his, like his one special crazy and weird he comedy. stopped doing stand up at the top of his game, yep. yeah it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like he he got real big and then as he kind of petered off, he went into film and then got big as a film, no no, yeah. no, no, he started as a stand up, got huge as a stand up right at the top of his it would be like Kevin Hart stopping stand up right now, yeah yep
5: right. See, it, it, or like, or like, if you were Louis C.K. Oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> And just decided to
5: do some super freaky sh- at the top of your at
2: career, the top of your game, right? yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Steve Martin, man. He's Here, here's crazy. the thing:
4: I didn't like Steve Martin, and it's not because he's not funny. Because obviously, he's a funny guy.
5: His stand-up wasn't for me.
4: It, it wasn't for me. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a product of its time. Really. Yeah, and it, was, it
5: was timely. It, it was definitely was, yeah. Yeah, because it was and,
3: coming out of like. Um, lots of protests for the, for a Vietnam war. And he, yeah. and, and he was, it was, he was very focused be, on
2: the, on, on the time. And he and was, and was trying to be as absurd as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everything else in the country was so serious, serious and dour. Now that he, he wanted to kind of really be absurd and get like, so my,
4: my wife and I were watching, we were, we heard so much good stuff about Steve Martin's comedy and stuff and how big he was. And, uh, and we watched it and we were both just like, Wow, and it reminded us of my father-in-law's comedy, and not not that he's not funny. It's just it's a product of his time, and yeah. you know, like the jokes, the show usual. <laughs> just like the goop, the goofy yeah, the, jokes, the goofy yeah. jokes. And 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 uh, my wife's dad is really funny, but you know, it, it's it's '70s funny. You know, right. it's it's stuff from back then. That's you know, it's a little different now. So Steve Martin's comedy, not for me personally, but yeah, I can see why he's funny. I can see why people. Now, that being
5: said, his latest special that he did with Martin Short on Netflix yeah. is brilliant. Yes, I haven't yeah. seen it's, it yet. Oh, well, well, dude. I can't, can't really wait like that. to watch it.
3: I really it. can't
2: wait to get in. Is,
3: is it? Is it showcases all like they both have yeah. talents beyond. Right. Uh, well, and 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 it's and more
5: of a showcase yeah, and it's it is more a comedy. Yeah, exactly. Special, Martin Short
4: but, is a great singer. I didn't know yeah, that. He's an amazing singer. Before this. And. Steve Martin's a great um, banjo. banjo player. Banjoist.
5: So, Banjoist. <laughs> and that was the other thing, is like, talking about Martin Short, uh, or sorry, Steve Martin, um, you know, you, you wanted to choose him, but then you're like, wait, I don't really know his stand-up, I just know him from his yeah. films. Yeah, yeah, Martin Short isn't really a stand-up comedian, but... To me, I think he's the funniest human being to yeah. ever walked the earth.
1: Oh, Clifford like, is yeah. some of the funniest stuff you'll ever see. I just see. like,
5: I like, I Dude, love it's,
3: him. It's, sorry, go. No, oh,
5: no, it's fine. I just, I love him in in the Three Amigos. I love him in uh, in uh, <laughs> in Father of the Bride. <laughs> Would you like some cock? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: what? <laughs> he's great.
5: Uh, he's he's just he's he's hilarious. And as Jiminy Glick. That's one of the funniest bits I've ever seen anyone do. See, and, and my problem with I've always wanted to like mm.
3: Martin Short, but I feel like he just tries too hard and it
5: yeah. gets kind of cringy. He is pretty. over the top. Like for sure he's over yeah. the top.
4: But his his bit in uh in the in the Netflix short with him Netflix bit with him and uh, and Steve Martin when he uh when he takes off his clothes. I yes. Was dying. I yeah, I oh I couldn't
5: God. breathe. Oh, He's he, so without spoiling much well I won't even say anything. Yeah, just watch it. Yeah, it's you need funny. to watch it, Jake. Yeah, because okay, yeah, for those listening, you need to watch that. It's, special. it's a
4: show, they both get on together or or Steve Martin comes on first and they introduce Martin Short and they kinda play off each other for a bit. They they make fun of each other mm. and then Martin Short goes for a bit and then Steve Martin goes for a bit. And it's it's a whole kind of like show thing, yeah, but yeah. it's all on stage, so it's like stand- It's
5: it's.
2: I remember lot- when they came through Utah, and I wanted so bad yeah, to go yeah. and see it. But they're funny. But it's, their it's called- cheapest tickets were like eighty five yeah. bucks. Steve yeah. Martin
5: yeah. and Martin Short, a night you'll forget forever. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. The special was called, and it but was it, it, just brilliant.
2: It's good. It's funny. And uh, so uh, another type of comedy that I really like that's kind of uh, unconventional is, um, speaking of Steve Martin playing music, is the musical comedy mm-hmm. that's come on with, like, like it, it came on really strong with Dimitri Martin and, 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 and now Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham and Galifana- Flight of the Conchords Galifianakis would, you know would,
4: would you put Flight of the Concords in there as well? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
5: see sure. I, I actually I think, think Zach Galifianakis started doing it before anybody else. Well, because he, well, he had a show years ago, right?
2: And Demetri Martin did too. Okay, but Demetri Martin was the one that got really popular on Comedy Central, doing yeah. the the guitars and and stuff like that. But that stuff, I love it. I think it's so it's really, good really good. Bringing in and Bo Burnham's last special, yeah, he um, was crazy. And what what really intrigued me about that about about all of Bo Burnham's work is is it shows you. That comedians are modern day philosophers, right? Um, because we don't have philosophers in today's society, but we do, and they're comedians. And when you when you listen to to uh, Bo Burnham's, like, listen to a song "Art Is Dead." Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll we'll link that in the notes. "Art Is Dead" by Bo Burnham. It's one of the most like you listen to it and it makes you think.
3: Well even his his more goofy songs like by the end of it you're like oh you kind of feel dead inside well, a little and
2: bit the, his the way he ends the way he ends his last special oh. when he does the Kanye West thing yeah have you seen his special no, his last dude, special dude it is amazing he does this amazing. thing he does this thing and by the end he's like talking about how he love he, he he describes the comedian's love hate relationship with the audience and it is so poignant. Like, you end it going... You're not laughing. You're not laughing. It is one of the most... However, he mixes it in with, like, Like, with, like, talking about the way burritos are made and how you can't fit your hand in a Pringles can. While being the most poignant person on the planet, you're just... It ends and you're like, oh, my goodness, what is going on? Bo Burnham is actually my my, number one modern comedian. For modern comedians. Nice. it's hard to 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 argue with him because he is hilarious. His pandering, yeah, <laughs> song pandering. about pandering about country music nowadays. Is, I've heard that. That is oh funny. Oh my gosh, it's so brilliant. Um, well,
3: and so and like good. his start, he started on YouTube, just like
2: yeah. Did you see the uh, the Showtime show called? Uh, I think it's on Showtime called green room yeah yeah where a bunch of comedians would just get to sit down and talk to each other and they would get a bunch of comedians together and they would just sit and talk and he was on with some og and he was like 19 at the he time he was like 19 at the time and he was on with like uh Oh, what's it? The, the, we, we talked about him in the Run, Ronnie, Ronnie well, episode. Gary Shandling? G- Gary Shandling? Gary Shandling. He is like he's OG. A, Gary Shandling, Mark Maron. I love um, Mark Maron. Dude. Oh my gosh. What, uh, Ray Romano. Um, Ray
5: Romano gets a bad rap because of Everybody Loves Raymond.
2: But he's brilliant.
5: He's hilarious. He's like, super funny. He was on he was with really some, some
2: killers. Yeah. And... And he, and, but he, he hung with them and he stuck with – and and, he, and he's 19 and they're all talking about – they're all talking about, oh, man, back when I was doing open mics and and the hecklers and stuff were really bad. And I don't think modern comedians are really getting that experience anymore. And, and Bo <laughs> Burn was like, um, try being 15 and putting comedy up on YouTube yeah. and seeing some of the comments off YouTube well, and, and seeing what kind of heckling you get there. I guess that's interesting
5: because like – I don't know that kind of leads you to to talk about Donald Glover.
2: Right. right. Cuz yeah. Donald Glover was yeah. a writer
5: mm-hmm. and also Childish Gambino, a rapper
2: and an artist and an and artist a, and an actor. Now, he's, now and he's, a-
5: he's yeah, but he just decided to try his hand at stand-up. And like when you hear him talk about it, he didn't he didn't have the same uh kind of experience that a lot of comics have like you know, working and grinding for years and years right. to be famous or to to finally get their shot. He was like, well, "I'm going to try this," and he got a special, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it really he's, is. He's super really, good. really, really good. And so it's it's kind of strange how most. But people, his is
2: different too. It is it's very different. different and It's weird. It's not. It's not like a normal yeah. comedy special.
5: That, gosh, that guy's so talented. It's, I know it's not even fair. Screw him. Yeah.
2: I also really like uh, comedians that do a lot of crowd work. Yep.
5: uh yeah crowd work is really really fun i love just getting on youtube and searching for comedians dealing with hecklers yeah me too it's so, so yeah. great so do you man. know
2: do you know chris d'alia yes, I, I love chris d'alia chris d'alia half of his stuff on youtube is crowd work so half of his stuff do, is do crowd know uh,
3: who else is really good at riffing is uh tj miller uh, yeah, is really funny. Yeah,
2: and people who do crowd work—that is people who are actually funny. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're typically so it's on the fly. It, on yeah. the fly.
5: Did, you, did you recently listen to Cristalia on your mom's house? Yes, he's he's great.
2: Your mom's house, by the way, it's one of the my top five podcasts. podcasts. Of all time. It's um, so good. Eddie Murphy's
4: uh, bit that I played earlier had some had some funny. Uh, um, crowd playing and stuff like this this woman yelled out to make some fun and then another crowd members like shut up bitch and so he just drops his mic he starts off but that another thing is another uh, uh an audience member started taking taking his picture so he took his camera and he started taking a picture of the audience and he took a picture of his john
5: <laughs> 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 bill and bill burr is was, really good with yeah. his with with hecklers mm-hmm. um,
3: oh dude have you seen his like 15 minute rant on philadelphia no oh, oh <laughs> dude this is like epic Oh he, wow! Uh, he, it's so good. He gets on stage and he's from Boston. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember why they start booing him. They like he's just just having a bad night, and they start heckling him and booing him. And he and he's like, "Listen, I'm five minutes into a 15 minute set. I'm I'm sitting up here." And so he just starts ragging on everything Philadelphia. Was he and in by, Philadelphia? Yeah, he was in Philadelphia. That's amazing. And by, by the end, he's like, "I hope you all f and die." And and like that dude's got some it, serious this is Bill Burr? anger. Yeah, and, I gotta and like, see this. he gets deep, like cutting deep into him. And by the end, they're clapping, cheering sure, <laughs> because they're Philadelphians. Yeah. The, the, yeah. we should we should link this dude, one in the comments dude, too. Well, so. Yeah, you, we need to link it. It is like an epic. Record. I love Bill Burr. He uh, Bill Burr speaks that, that's to my kinda, soul. That's kind of that's kind of what uh, propelled him into like at least. In, like, the um, comedy circles, comedian circles, like, it really elevated him.
5: He really does speak to my soul. Like, the, the bits that he has are exactly how I feel about so many different topics.
2: So, uh, now I forgot my line of. Oh, sorry. 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 No, that's my fault. Uh, but, uh, but, but speaking of. Chris. Yeah, Chris, Chris man. I can't believe no, that, um, the. Speaking of crowd work, I was listening. I was just yesterday. I was listening um, to a, a comedy special by Chris D'Elia, and he was in New Orleans or something. And this lady screams something. She says something to him, and he goes, "Shut up, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and, and the crowd all laughs and he goes, he goes, you see what happened there? Do you see what happened there? You think that because you said something, now now you're going to go home and you're going to tell everyone how you made the comedy show better because you said something and it made everybody laugh, but that's not what happened. You f***ed it up and I turned it around and made it better because I'm actually funny.
1: <laughs> and the whole crowd
2: starts laughing, but... Chris D'Elia, what he's able to do is then he just starts laughing his ass off at his own jokes, and it deletes all the tension that's been going on that whole time. It, it, is, it is really, really interesting. So
5: that may be one of my favorite things that happens in some stand-up. It doesn't happen in all stand-up. Like Jerry Seinfeld doesn't really laugh at himself. Like he smiles, and you can tell he's enjoying himself on stage. Mm-hmm. But like when a comedian just can't help but laugh at their own <laughs> yeah, joke. Like yeah. Tom Segura does a great job. Yeah. Where D- he Dave just, Chappelle's like that too. He, Dave Chappelle does the same thing. Every time he laughs at it, he he leans leans forward and bumps the mic mm-hmm. on his right leg. Yep. Just one time. Just drops it. And, he, and it makes me laugh so much harder. But Tom Segura, he does this thing, which by the way, Tom Segura is my number one current, current. Uh, comedian. He, he just, he kills me. Um he he does this thing where he he says the joke and then he puts his head back so he gets like a big fat face and he just <laughs> smiles <laughs> and it and it takes the joke over the top and it's one of those things where if you're just listening to it And you're not watching it you don't get to see and uh, and I just uh, that's that's a, a little treat that some sometimes you get in comedy where you're like okay he's laughing at his own self because that's mm-hmm. funny that's yeah. some good stuff
2: um, who's the other one the Drew Lynch, is the the stuttering comedian. Oh yeah, the kid who stutters really bad. He laughs at his own jokes too, yeah. and it he does it very similar to the way Chris D'Elia does it, and it and it does it, it relieves and especially with Drew Lynch, he he stutters so bad it makes you feel so uncomfortable as he's stuttering. It is it's, that when he starts laughing like that, it really releases the tension, and it's such a good part to his comedy. I,
5: I have a hard time with Drew Lynch. Because I don't know if I'm laughing with him or at or him. At him. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure. So I, I'm the, the verdict is out on that. But I wanted to bring something up with you guys. There's something that I experienced that I don't think I've ever experienced before. So my introduction to Tom Segura was your mom's house. Yes. And then I started watching some of his newer specials on Netflix. And he's lost a bunch of weight. He's a lot thinner than he used to be. And his beard's really, really thick. Yeah. And, like, very well-groomed. Well, I went back and I watched watched a special of his from, like, 2014. And his beard is, like, really short, where you can see the skin. And he's fat. And he's really fat. And I did not like it. Like... You
2: didn't like the look or the comedy? I
5: I don't know. (laughs) Like...
2: Because I, I know like, what you're talking I about. I know, like, the, I know the special you're talking about, and that might be my favorite special of See,
5: his. and it, it was my least favorite because it like pulled me. I, don't, I couldn't look at him because I was like, that's not That's look.
2: how I discovered him.
5: Okay, was so that, you discovered him with special. that special.
2: Okay, so And so, so that that and so his look just kind of progressed mm. with it, and oh, it was so brilliant.
5: <laughs> I, I went from like presentable Tom Segura to fat, sloppy Tom Segura. <laughs> and and I didn't like it, and it and it it actually made me dislike the special because I didn't like looking at him. It that's was weird. weird. It was it was that's super weird. weird. I've never experienced anything like that where I was just like, I don't like this Tom Segura. Like the jokes were good, but the just, jokes were brilliant. I just liked the other specials much better.
2: Hmm, that's weird. I don't know. It was weird. It was good though. He's he's really brilliant. I love, I love, so- I love Mr. Segura. It's really good. Um. Okay. Cool. So should we get into uh, who we think our favorites are? Okay. Um, Troy, I think has been chomping at the bit. He's he's done a ton of research on this one. So let's, let's so, okay. hear what you have to say about your comedians.
4: All right. All right. So I didn't really know where to start at first because we're talking about the greatest of all time. So I'm like, I can't just pick people who I think is funny because I know it's it's the it's the goat but I also have to give a lot of weight to who I I can't just pick oh well I I really like um uh Daniel Tosh right I think he's Uh hilarious I I laugh my ass off with him right but I understand a lot of people don't like it, it whatever and uh and so when I'm talking about the greatest of all time I can't pick somebody that I think is the greatest without observing who other people so i went my research i went through uh ranker and rolling stone right okay. i got their top 20 list and i kind of averaged them out and weighted them and i came up with a top 12 and my top 12 i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make a list but what i did is i i made or i'm not gonna say my list but i created like a little playoff bracket i'll show you right here um a playoff bracket and you know some of those picks might surprise you on who well, I let's thought Let's get a
2: picture of this and we'll put it up on sure. the podcast or on the Facebook And
4: and some of these some of these things might might uh you might be surprised as to uh you know who I picked over who and everything but long story short my goat of all time I had to I had to choose George Carlin
2: Man that it's hard to argue that, and, and he's on the number. He's number I, one or I number agree. two
4: on most lists. And it's not. I didn't pick him because he's the most popular. It's not like the Roger Deakins uh, cinematographer thing, where you just pick him because he's number one on everybody else's list. Right. I genuinely watched a lot of the stuff he did including stuff that he did like back in like the 50s on black and white TV shows where he's given a bit about like cowboys and indians and like how the you always see the cowboys preparing but you don't see the indians preparing and he does his bit on it and it's it's hilarious and uh, and Well we you talk,
3: talk about modern philosophers
4: like yeah. that guy had a mind yeah. and yeah, and so one of his one of his yeah. best bits that I that I love the most was when he would talk about words he would talk about how like we have these euphemisms and things that we say that don't make sense like near miss or like uh, Reese brought up an, uh, an episode or two ago, uh, raw sewage. You know, these right. things just don't make sense. Like why do, you know, raw sewage, who's cooking raw, who's cooking sewage, you know what I mean? Anyway, George Carlin. But when it comes down to it, my top four could have been the goat easily. My top four were George Carlin, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, and Robin Williams. Um, yep,
2: that's the who's who of, of right? all-time comedians. That- <laughs> yep, yep. And
4: uh, and so my goat is George Carlin. I have a clip of, of his. Let's... Uh, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, let's hear it? Okay. This also, by the way, is, uh, is it's, uh, called Seven Words You Can't Say on TV. It's considered by many his number one all-time best. Uh,
6: Sometimes, well, hell yeah. Sometimes it's okay, but not all the time. That's, and they're the only words that seem to have that restriction. I mean, there are a lot of words you can say whenever you want, you know. Pneumonia! Nobody gives you a lot of... <laughs> all right, you can't yell it in the hospital a great deal, but what the hell? <laughs> There are words that you can say, no problem. Topography! No one has ever gone to jail for screaming topography. But there are some words that you can go to jail for. There are, there are some words that we just have decided we will not say all the time. Sometimes, okay, if you're running through the jungle chasing somebody that we're at war with, you can holler them. If you're shooting a criminal, it's okay. It's the all-American thing. Dirty... <laughs> oh, <crook. laughs> But if you're with the bishop's wife at lunch, it's better not to ask for the goddamn letters. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like we've decided there'd be some words we won't say all the time. And I was just trying to find out which words they were. For sure. All of them. I wanted a list. Because nobody gives you a list. That's the problem. They don't give you a list. Wouldn't you think it'd be normal if they didn't want you to say something to tell you what it is? Nobody even tells you when you're a kid what the words are that you're supposed to avoid. You have to say them to find out which ones they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's two. <laughs> oh, ma, that's enough trial and error, huh? Please, ma, give me a list, huh? All right, you're six years old now, and here's the list of words your dad and I don't ever want to hear you say. Oh, hey, thanks, Ma. Boy, that's going to save me an ass-kicking or two. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you never know what's going to be on the list, because it's always somebody else's list. You didn't make that up somebody told you that they told you better better not say that so you gotta and you don't know what's going to be on their list god people's lists even change from day to day some people on Friday night got a list you know not, about two or three words Sunday morning goddamn, they make 27 words <laughs> <laughs> these are the same people two days later different list so you got to kind of watch out what you're going to believe from them the trouble is I was trying to find out what these words might be And I wanted to know the ones that you could never say on television. I mean the filthy words that are always filthy. There are a lot of these little two-way, double-entend words that have two meanings, words that are okay part of the time. I call them like... Part-time filth, some of these words, they're only part-time filth, that's brilliant. words like ass. Ass is hardly even a dirty word anymore, but it has a few meanings that you can't say on television. That's what I was talking about. What can you say on television? That's another one of those places where we can't use these words all the time. But some of them are all right, some of the time. Ass is all right on television. You can say on television things like, well, you've made a perfect ass of yourself tonight. But you can't say, hey, let's go get some ass.
4: <laughs> we'll stop that there. Uh, that's, his, uh, that's his seven words you can't say on TV. Um, I'll, I'll link this as well. Yeah. Um, so
5: I, I, th- I think the thing about comedy that makes it so universally loved and so um, personal, you know, like you're, you're going to like comedians that I don't like. Right, yeah. It's when they talk about things that you can relate to. Yeah, of you course, know? and yeah. and that's that's what you're talking about with modern day philosophers, right? But like him talking about finding out the, the the dirty words on your own, you have to say them to find out you can't say them
2: because we've all been there. Yeah,
5: yeah, absolutely. 100%, I still remember I'm like preschool age, kids are walking home from school and I'm watching them walking home and I I, I waved to one of them and he said, "Shut up, you little son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that meant, and so I went to my older sister Laurel. Shout out to Laurel, she's listening, and I said, "What does son of a bitch mean?" And she took it upon herself to wash my mouth out with soap. But
1: we stopped
5: using bar soap, and all we had was liquid soap. Oh. So she just pumped that get into my mouth. <laughs> Luckily, she got in a ton of trouble for that, because my parents weren't there at the time. But, but uh, yeah, like I relate to that so strongly, and that's what makes it so good to me. Right. And that's yeah, that's the cool thing about stand-up comedy. Yeah.
2: So George Carlin, man. My goat. His... Uh, I, uh, his baseball versus football. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was funny, too. It yeah. was so good. the so Diamond, we play on the gridiron. gridiron. Yeah. <laughs> we um, score runs. Everybody gets a run. We score touchdowns. It is good. It's, it's good stuff.
4: Um, yeah, so George Collins, my GOAT all time, and uh, and my, my GOAT for uh, – Comedians who are still performing is uh, is Dave Chappelle. I wasn't too high on him a little bit earlier. uh, You know, when I was first doing the research and I watched more of it, and and you know, half of the Chappelle show was doing stand up anyway. Right. And so, and the Chappelle show is so great. Um, Just like Arrested Development, we could go days on on uh, Mm -hmm. you know on the on the Chappelle show. But that's my uh, that's my goat of current comedians is Dave Chappelle, and I'm glad it's still current because there was about a ten year period where he wasn't doing.
2: And Chappelle is another one that is in the legends category as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, he's uh, he's
4: in my all my goat all time list here. So right, um, so naturally he'd be in the goat current or yeah current comedian goat whatever.
3: Right, cool. Shut up, Chris. So uh, my all time, well I already said my my current one is is Bo Burnham. Um, I just love his. He's absurd. He's music. He uh, he gets really real um, and. Yeah, you can just tell he puts a lot of thought into his his stuff. Um, I wish he'd come out with more specials, but I'm glad he perfects them as much as he does. So, I, I love Bo Burnham. Um, my all time favorite. It's it's kind of a cop out, kind of like saying uh, Steven Spielberg for your favorite uh, director, but kind of like how J- how I feel about George yeah.
4: Carlin is mine is feels yeah. like a cop out, but it's not.
3: My my fa- My all time is Jerry Seinfeld. I love his comedy. He's, he's great. He's so like, good. It's I, and he's he's actually still doing it. He just came out with a special yeah. year ago. Yeah, yeah. He's
5: he's he is great. Like so, there's
3: yeah. not much to say about him. Honestly, everyone knows him. He's been on the Tonight Show a few times.
4: Um, mm-hmm. yeah,
5: he's still doing crazy stuff. His stand up is so great. But I actually like. I don't know. I like his when he's being himself more than anything and his stand-up persona is not really himself no. if you watch comedians and cars getting uh, getting coffee right. that's my favorite jerry Son-
3: well doing that actually brings up another point um another uh, tangent is like s- separating comedian comedians uh act versus their their mm-hmm. their yeah comedians and yeah. cars getting coffee is a perfect window into yeah. who comedians are yeah. uh uh, podcasts are a really good window as well, but um, it's been really interesting with with new media now, um, with uh, Twitter and and podcasts getting like we we get to know who these com- comedians are off stage, and so we really have to be able to separate their their character from their real per- their,
2: their person. Right, and Jerry Seinfeld is a perfect example mm-hmm. of that. However, his onstage persona is so funny. It's so good, but his his comedians in cars getting coffee. I'm not sure if that's actually Jerry Seinfeld either. I think know. that might yeah, be well, another character. Yeah,
3: yeah, it could be. But if, if if that really is, that means he's just like constantly thinking of jokes. Always Turned thinking on. He's he always like trying to pick Everything. nitpick little things in life, even if it's like not funny. You can see the seeds of a joke like that. Like he he works on that for a month. It could be super funny. Right now, sure. it's, it's it's not.
5: Yeah, great. Well, and they I mean they talk about like, Bill Burr. So Bill Burr right. is, is my my choice. I was gonna go with George Carlin, but I changed it last minute. He's my choice for greatest all time. Just wow. Burr. It's, it's it's super personal for me. Sure. And I, I mentioned it earlier. He really does speak to my soul. Like I, I the things that he rants about, I tend to feel almost exactly the same. Like about hitting women.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
5: Not that he says you shouldn't hit a, hit a woman.
1: <laughs> I bet you're wondering
2: how I ended up in this spot today.
5: <laughs> well, like so his his bit is is you can't just say there's no reason to hit a woman. <laughs> He's yeah, like, we, we know, not, we know the <laughs> but the <laughs> listeners don't know is, well, oh is this the hill we're but. gonna die on, Reese? <laughs> anyway, but that's that's the thing is like he says these things that people don't talk about, and and that's what makes his comedy so prolific to me is he attacks topics that are super taboo. Well, and it, what's, he, he's just not ashamed.
3: What's really interesting about him is his followers. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a cult following. Mm-hmm. Like they like his uh, his real like. Um, his fans and true like hardcore fans are like, they're they're just as adamant as he is, but maybe even more. Like, yeah,
5: I I just I love Bill Burr. He's so dang funny. If you haven't listened to any of his work, go listen to it. He's on he's on different podcasts all the time. He's on different interviews all the time. I think he's on Conan a lot. Um, you can go watch him on Conan, and he's just great. And he's he's he always seems pissed off about something. <laughs> Um, he's always got something. Like if you want to hear him just rant talking to about Tom Brady and cheating in football, <laughs> and he will just go go berserk. It's hilarious. So
3: he's cheating in sports in general. Like yes. His, his, <laughs> yes. Uh, his
2: Lance Armstrong bits. Are, <laughs> yeah. when, when he when he starts going off on the Indianapolis fans. Oh yeah. Getting mad at at New England for yes. the deflate stuff. Oh my is gosh. He so is, good. Yeah, it's good stuff.
5: He'll just pick one thing. And like you just said, Jake, the, 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 the hill we're going to die on today. And that is he will pick his hill and he will die on it. Yeah. And he doesn't care what you think about it. He's going to tell you his opinion and he doesn't care. And that's what makes him so, so game changing to me.
4: So it's funny, uh, Scott and Reese, you guys' uh, goat was uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Bill Burr. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is on my list, I actually had them going out in the first round. On my playoff tree. But they, they lost, lost to uh, Jerry Seinfeld, lost to Mitch Hedberg, and uh, Bill Burr lost to Dave Chappelle. So they lost to some pretty great comedians. But, I would say... But not not to discount them. Right, like, right, they right. were on my list for a reason. We're talking like top
5: 12 of all time, pretty much. So and, I just think it's funny. We, we mentioned this before, the, before we started recording. Um, Jerry Seinfeld may have gone out first on that list. But he's about twenty million dollars away from being a billionaire. Right. So right. I think he might be the number one. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there's no I don't want to discount he he's him being
3: super funny, but yeah. you know, yeah. I I yeah
1: Well I think, I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm
3: about a million dollars away from being a millionaire. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Damn.
1: Yeah, I'm about
2: Share some of that, bro. I, I I'm about one point two million dollars away from being a millionaire. <laughs> so um All right, so let's see. My top all-time, there are some serious hitters that uh, I had to, like... Ellen DeGeneres, I knew it, damn it. (laughs) Walk by. Patrice O'Neal I had to walk by. dude. Patrice O'Neal, it's another one. He's very Bill Burr esque. He, he's dead. Isn't he is, he's yeah. dead. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah. Very yeah he's very O'Neil Bill Burr esque. He's very Bill Burr esque. He he does not give a shit. He is the ultimate honey badger when it comes to comedy and like not he 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 was on a newscast and where plus he was he's got street cred. <laughs> right. So I, I got to say, since we're talking Tracy about, Morgan since we were,
4: we were mentioning, uh, you know, women comedians and stuff, I got to say, because I might get some on my list, not having my, I have Ellen DeGeneres on here as my, on my list. But I have to say that uh, Ranker and Rolling Stone, who I got my list from, both of them on their top 20 list, only one of them had one woman on there. Rolling Stone had Joan
5: Rivers on there. And Joan Rivers was hilarious.
4: Sure. I get that. She was out of, but that's why I just want to, I just want to say that's why my list only had one woman, Ellen generous, who I put in there. Um, so if I get for not having enough women comedians, it's just, I I I
5: think that's a whole other episode we could actually talk about, Sure, but I don't ever think we would.
2: Right. (laughs) Um, yeah. I also had to pass on guys like Robin Williams and Andy Kaufman. And stuff Andy like Collins that. And yeah. interesting. Andy Wait, that Collins often and he was like the joke S- is on the audience. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of never going out of character, that guy never left character it was
4: so bad that even when he died people still
5: thought it was a joke and
2: people there are people still who still, think still who thinks it's a it's an andy kaufman joke that yeah. he's playing on everyone right now that he's faked his death he
5: wasn't really that funny to me that might be a hot take the reason why i found him funny well was, he's not like roll on the floor laughing type.
3: yeah he, 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 he was didn't was, even like,
4: get me like it didn't even make the reason me. why i found i find him funny is because of man on the moon that movie made me appreciate Andy Kaufman yeah. as a person and as a as and his comedy, and so therefore his comedy became more funny to me. But I, I agreed with you before; I didn't really think he was that funny yeah. until I saw that movie.
2: It also makes me sad that uh, Richard Pryor isn't going to get a mention yeah. on any of our number ones. So because I, because to- he is, he's hilarious. I, I mean, most people consider him the funniest man to ever live.
5: So I just have to be really honest. that I, I've i never listened to any of Richard Pryor's stand-up. Dude, And, and I didn't is, even during any of his homework. I'm just familiar with hilarious. the... hilarious. I'm familiar with his movies. His film work so, like, is so he good, helped, too. So he helped Mel Brooks write Blazing Saddles. Absolutely. And well, he's going to be in Blazing one, Saddles was, until they found too, out he
2: was doing cocaine.
5: Too, too high on drugs. They wouldn't let him So
4: uh, he has a special on Netflix you should watch. I'll have to go, it's go check good. it out. And, uh, and, and it's older. Obviously, he... Only he yeah anyway. But uh yeah, he's funny. But his I he's mean good.
5: his movies were great, other than that piece of shit Superman movie he did.
4: <laughs> it was bad. The movie was but he was funny in it. Yeah, okay, gotcha. That's true. <laughs> you go. Okay. It's kinda like <laughs> my I, thing I was just trying to
5: I was just trying to, it, to troll. Yeah, Troy well, It and, didn't work, so you know So
2: my number one all time comedian is the ultimate asshole who ever lived, Bill Cosby. That guy Hot take. Wow.
4: The rapist who says yeah, keep your drinks away right. from Jake. <laughs> that, that
2: guy killed me. His comedy He also I raped a lot of women. I I said that already. <laughs> I don't, I'm just saying, Bill Cosby, I've I've never laughed harder at a comedian than Bill Cosby. I don't know if I ever will laugh as hard at a comedian than I did at Bill Cosby. Um, it's just too bad he had to be a rapist. Asshole, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's gonna spend the rest of his very short life in prison, and he should be spending a lot more of his see, life I in prison. I
4: took him off my list because of that. Because yeah. when it came down to actually like knowing that the, the that he did, like coming down to it and sitting down and watching one of his specials, I would rather in my hands and clap. Like, honestly, it was. <laughs>
5: Don't want to watch him. Like like like. I've Dave... never heard
1: that
5: phrase ever. Is that like one of your weird Idaho phrases? No, it's one. This one. Like, you just made it up tonight. I, well, no.
2: In my hands I'd and
5: clap. Crap in my hands then clap. <laughs> All right then.
1: That's a good I one. so so. Yeah. His
5: uh, one of his specials that he did when he's talking about like why do people do drugs? Why do people smoke marijuana? And then he acted out what people looked like when they smoked marijuana, was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life.
2: Everything he did was one of <laughs> the funniest things true. I've ever but seen like, in my but life. But
5: when I'm just thinking about his stand-up, that's the first thing that comes into my brain, is him pretending to smoke weed and and just like giggling like a little kid. And it just made me laugh. Dude, it's, seriously. It's so funny. In
2: Bill Cosby himself, when he talks about how... If you were ever going to lose your legs, you could you'd be just fine cuz you could get around on your butt cheeks so long as there was a dentist around cuz you're sitting on the dentist chair and as soon as that drill turns on, suddenly you start moving down your chair. <laughs> <laughs> just just on your butt cheeks or like when he had to play goalie so that his wife could beat the kids. <laughs> 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 he just sat there and kicked the kids back into play while his wife like that's stu- It's oh. great. It's It too was bad. so and it's just <sighs> I mean Too that's bad. that's the same thing. It makes like, me so sad to to see that Dr. Huxtable was such a horrifying yeah. person
4: if you uh if you want a, a good insight into this, look up uh, Dave Chappelle has a show a, a show on Netflix um, and Reese and I were just talking about this where he he talks about uh, a, a hero that he uh, he was pitching to some Hollywood execs, a hero that uh, he rapes but he saves and it ends up being, well. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Sorry, I ruined it for you, but yeah, Dave good. Chappelle is is hilarious, and and he says it. But yeah, you know, you guys are right. Like
5: he was hilarious, and he did a lot of good as well. But he did a lot of bad.
4: Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Dave yeah. Chappelle yeah.
5: said, if only fifty percent of the women that came forward were telling the truth, he still would have
2: raped like thirty people. 30 people. It's it's yeah, it's disgusting it's, and it, it's it, gross, and it makes me super sad because. That, I mean, my I think my parents, Scott, you can attest to this. I think my parents showed me Bill Cosby himself when I was like f- yeah. eight.
3: Yeah, we had. I remember we had a VHS we tape. We had the
2: VHS tape, and we watched it all the time. And it was so fu- So growing up, I... He was the first comedian, like the first
5: stand-up comedy, sp- comedy special, special that ever I ever seen. watched. Yeah. yeah. It's sad because you just think about what he, me- what he meant to America. you know? Yeah. And, and Dave Chappelle mentions this in his special... Like the Bill, Co- the Cosby Show was getting like Super Bowl level ratings every week, every week, every week, and he and he was a black man doing this, which meant so much to to black comics, comics that we love today that looked up to Bill to Bill Cosby, and it's just man, it's just yeah, and it's unbelievable. now it's a terrible job. and now
2: you watch when he leaves the courtroom after being he after being found ju- after being found guilty. He knows he's going to jail. And that the that his minimum sentence is going to be 30 years. He's 80 years old. He's dying in prison. Minimum sentence will be 30 years. It could go up to like 80 years or whatever. So he's going to die in prison. He get he gets found guilty. He walks out and as he's walking down the steps, he does his fat Albert noise.
5: And makes Ooh, hey the face hey. Out.
2: hey. As he's walking down the yep. stairs, and then as he's walking down the street, he just sits and stops and makes a makes a a, a, a Bill Cosby pose. He just and like po- like it, it's just so.
3: I think he's that lost that is his surreal. Mind. That is like
2: I seriously. I don't know what to think of that. I neither do I. It's he's, hard because it's hard to feel bad for he, him because of what he did. He's either a sociopath, yeah. or which is exactly what he is cuz you don't rape people without right. being a sociopath right um but i think he's kind of lost his mind at this point i don't think he really understands right now i don't think he understands how serious it is so so that, like
3: done. i mean you you can kind of like so how do you just are you supposed to just strike his like the memories you have of him out of your memory that's no, the and hard part of am that's what that's what jake's, that's what jake's bringing exactly. up exactly like, like but but like what do you do, him? Uh, what's his name? Louis, Louis C.K. K. Like he would have been my. Favorite. But, I mean, Louis C.K. You can you can almost joke about what he did. He, I mean, he just. Mas- Louis CK Masculated isn't in of- even
2: in the same no. stratosphere but, as, but, but, as some of these other guys. Yeah, I, Kevin agreed. Spacey agreed. and all those guys.
3: So, but, but but are you just supposed to freaking
4: just yeah, strike I, I it from your memory? I don't think so. Well, and that, and that's what's hard is because Bill Cosby was doing all this while he was at the top of his game. And yeah. that's the thing is the same thing with Kevin Spacey. Like, I love all, almost all of the work that Kevin Spacey did, but knowing that he's a piece of shit, it's like... Like, obviously, I'll never watch stuff he does in the future. What about Superman? Why do you bring up Superman? I'm just asking if I, you, Okay, you want my you, Do you
5: well, like it? And will you go back and rewatch
4: it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked I liked Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. He was one of the best Lex Luthers to play the role. I agree. Whether you like the movie or not, and I'm glad Chris isn't here because he'd just be <laughs> all over it. So I'm filling it for Chris. Yeah, so <laughs> you, Chris. <and laughs> but he played a great Lex Luthor. He was so good in House of Cards. And, and that's the thing. And, and I know we're talking about comedians, so not Kevin Spacey, so I'll shut up about this. But that's the hard thing is about Kevin Spacey, about. Uh, um, Bill Cosby is. It's like, can you go back and watch the sh- they did when you know that they were doing that sh- while I, they were. I we, do. We,
3: we talked about it earlier. It's like trying. You have to separate the the act from the person. Yeah. Know?
5: Then. So this is an interesting point, does, though. though. Like a, Agreed. Because if, if you Agreed. listen to some interviews or podcasts, and you're and you're listening to comedians that are, you know, they're they're talking with each other. Some of the stories that they tell, that the things that happen backstage. Between comics, like a guy walks out of the bathroom and he's holding his he's holding his testicles in his hand and showing everybody, or uh, stuff like this happens all the time, which is sexual harassment.
3: But we've all been in college,
5: yes, and so <laughs> and so that's the thing is like this kind of stuff happens, and and I I just think about it in the case of Louis C.K.
2: Yeah, seriously, you know? if
3: Louis C.K. like the story that that story is a little damning it's more more so than just than that, right, that more innocent right.
5: but like but, when you're in that environment where it's like you're around other comedians and it's okay to talk about certain things and to joke about certain right, things right. and to flash your genitals at people you know <laughs> like yeah I, i'm not saying that, that it's okay for him to have done those things but it kind of is breeding more of that behavior Agreed. I don't yeah know, yeah crazy.
3: He, he definitely like Peaked the mountain there. He Go. really did,
2: but uh, yeah, it—he it, did cross a line, but I don't know where the line is. But so, Bill moving Cosby. on. Yeah. This, this, we, this comedy episode took a dark <laughs> turn. And it went really serious. <laughs> Should we yeah. play a clip? Let, I'm just uh, Let's no. move on to uh, my goat current okay.
5: comedian. I already said mine, Tom Segura. Tom Segura is yours, and honestly, even though Bill Burr's current too, but, yeah, yeah,
2: I struggled really hard. I struggled really hard with this one because Tom Segura is, I think he might be my favorite comedian, um, ever. Um, Tom Segura is absolutely hilarious. So he's your GOAT current? No, so I think he, he. I think he's my favorite, but I think the best. Comedian now gotcha. is um, I, th- I told you guys I talked to you guys earlier about this. His name is Joey Diaz, and really Joey Diaz, Joey Coco, like Joey Diaz. Coco Diaz. That guy, like I said with uh, with Bill Cosby, I don't know if I. Uh, he's the closest I've ever come to laughing as hard as I did. To to huh. Bill Cosby, he, he's story right. He's story based. He tells a lot of stories, and he and his is like very in the moment. And so some of his some of his sets fall way short, but when he is on, when he is on and he is clicking, oh my goodness, that guy! I, I he, he he's like the
3: he, he seems like more like. The super charismatic uncle that makes you laugh every time you see him. Like, he's just wasn't, always on, like, on telling Yeah, you. Wasn't he I, in Revolver?
2: I can't remember. Is that the guy? I can't. I
5: remember the, the he was other, in the longest other yard. Inmate? He was in the longest yeah, yard. Yeah, but I think he was the other inmate what? in Revolver. The, the one, one that was,
2: was on either side uh-huh. of him? No, I don't think it was. Are him. you sure? I'm pretty sure it uh, wasn't. Him. I need to check. Um, check. But yeah, Joey Coco Diaz, man. That guy, I seriously. He kills me He kills me I'm in stitches Every time I see One of his specials hmm, Interesting I wouldn't, and it, I, and I wouldn't have his, Ever guess you And it's his that. Crazy stories And And his That was Vincent Pastor my bad Yeah They look, uh, they look A lot alike Yeah they do Short fat guy, he's disgusting. If you ever listen to his co- podcast, he's constantly like he just rips farts. <laughs> He'll be interviewing a guy, and the guy, the other person is talking, and halfway through his talk, you just hear "woah," <laughs> <laughs> he just rips a fart, and then they, they can't they can't continue their conversation because they're both laughing so hard. Um, so. That's, uh, that he was my dark horse the whole time. And then, uh, yeah, that's crazy. when it came down to it, I had to, I had to pick Joe right. and best part is he's coming to Utah in about a month. I bought a couple tickets and I'm hoping that some of you people will buy tickets as well. Cause I really
3: so um, can't wait to go b- see it. my dark horse. Um, i well, not dark horse, but my uh, runner up is also coming to Utah soon as Jim Gaffigan. Uh, oh, And we haven't talked about him. And like, he's like the clean comic. That's the whole, that's a whole nother set of comedy is clean comics. He, I love Jim Gaffigan. Like, his books, like anything, his TV show,
2: he's hilarious. He's absolutely hilarious. He's so funny. Um, But yeah, the clean comedy, like Jim Gaffigan, Brian Regan, um, obviously uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, There's a new guy. Ellen DeGeneres um, was really clean, too. uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. There's a new guy, the guy um, named There's a new guy that I just found on Netflix called Ryan Hamilton. Um, it's got the biggest, goofiest looking face I've ever seen. You should You should get he He's got a mouth when he when he smiles. His mouth looks like the mouth of Sauron on uh, on Lord of the Rings. For, for like us married just, folk,
4: we should get tickets to to Ryan Hamilton and go tell our wives we're going to see Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he is My wife he's Fantastic. He's super so funny. Um, concert, she, she'd think we're paying two hundred bucks. A day. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, so there it is. I don't necessarily think we need to do no, an official we need goat. No, we don't. I don't. I, 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 I kind of like how it's, so, how it's such a personal. Thing we're all anyway. we're all so
4: different. Every one of us has different people on our list. And it's right. just
5: and it, it was just kind of fun to just talk about comedy. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved it. it was, and and, rape. and had play, a great time. Tips, clips. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff, so I guess we'll just uh we'll leave it at that and we'll uh we'll before uh, we sign off, I think Reese has got our next segment for next week.
5: Yeah, next week, uh, we've got the Idol. I'll do anything once, and uh, I wanted to introduce you guys, uh, including Chris, that jerk, um, that son of a motherless goat, <laughs> um, <laughs> Steve Martin, Steve Martin, three amigos, <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh it's a band by the name of Lord Huron. I want you guys to listen to them.
3: Lord Huron.
5: Yeah Huron. H-U-R-O-N Lord Alrighty. Huron. They actually they have an album that just released within the last couple months, a new album, uh to go with their others. And uh it's a band that I've been into for the last few years. And uh Cool, what kind of music is it? It's kind of all their own. Um there's really no one just looked him up on YouTube he has a, an acoustic guitar they have a lot of cool sounds. Like, there's an instrument that they play in one of their songs. I don't know what it's called. Is, do you recommend a, an album to start with, or do you recommend going just on Spotify, go, just, Google just play go, or? just okay. go at it, man? Cool. All, all of them are really good. I, like, I would I recommend.
3: Like I like to listen chronologically.
5: I, I would recommend with their stuff before this latest album. Get into like kind of who they are before you listen to their newest album. Okay. Because there's a little bit they change a little bit. Not, not much. What's their newest album called? Because um, it I'm is called. I don't know. I don't it's know. fine. You can you can get it to me later. Yeah. Um, but uh, they have an instrument in one of their songs. I'll have to f- figure out what it's called. And you can look up videos of it. But the, they don't touch anything. It's all just with air. Is
2: that oh. the theremin? The, yeah, yeah, the thing
5: that is just around. They, they, yeah, I've seen those. It's so wild. And seeing him do it, I went and saw him at uh, uh, at the the depot a couple of years ago. And seeing them play that thing live was unreal. Wow, it's really, really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lord Huron, check them out. They're really, really good.
2: Right on, cool. And uh, with that, I think we're gonna say goodbye. See Bye. You. Have cool.
1: a good one, folks. I